Hey everyone, and welcome to Glitch Free Gaming episode 159. Yes, for once, I'm hosting. It is Paul, and I'm joined by Kieran. Hello. And I'm joined by... Oh no, wait, hang on. He's off gallivanting, isn't he? Mike's not here. No, he's he's, he's off doing... God only Stuff. knows what. Remember the good Thanks. old days when, you know, you were on the podcast a lot? And yeah. Sometimes there'd be episodes where Mike wasn't here. Yeah, and me, and me and you would just run off with the podcast and talk absolute garbage. Let's do that again. Let's yeah. do that again. Anyway, let's start off as we usually do and talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, and as I'm doing hosting duties, I'm going to let you go first. Karen. Cool. Um, I don't really have a whole lot. Um, so I guess the biggest thing probably be that I've played some of the For Honor beta or alpha which was on over the weekend yeah I'm I, when you posted up as anyone else and I was like I want in and you're like unless you've already signed up you're not going to get in and I was like oh yeah I didn't sign up for it but one of my friends got in and when you got in you got given two invites um, ah okay so he sent okay. one to me and he actually sent one to Mike because Mike didn't realise it was only for that weekend when he was in Portugal so he wasted the uh, other invite that you could have had. Oh, and I would have played it as well. <laughs> Damn it! It's really good. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm really kind of interested about that game. I, I don't know what faction I would go though. Did you play all three, or did you have a favorite? Or so, the faction system isn't actually like as split up as it makes it seem. Um, you pick one at the start that you, that is the one you're kind of fighting for, but it doesn't actually change anything in the game as far as I can tell and you can change it at any point um, alright okay but yeah there are basically it's like a, for people who don't know it's, it's, well, I guess most people won't know because it's not out um, For Honor is like this weird multiplayer kind of it's like a beat em up kind of it's like an action game but it's got this super in depth like fighting system and it's got this almost like Dynasty Warriors style of you wandering around this battlefield, although the maps are relatively small because it's a bit more contained and there's only like uh, it's only the highest one, the highest mode that was in the uh, the alpha was 4v4 I don't know if the full yeah. game's going to have anything higher but, but that 4v4 mode had like a ton of just kind of grunt soldiers running around, they're just AI controlled and you can just run up and just start hacking your way through all of them Okay, so um, very much like Dynasty Warriors in that respect. Yeah, except for the bit where whenever you encounter an actual other player, it becomes a stupidly in-depth combat system where you have um, R1 is like a light attack, R2 is kind of a heavy attack, but then your right stick points in one of three directions, and if you're pointing in one of those directions when someone attacks in it, you block that attack. And if you push in that direction as someone attacks, like just before, you kind of do a bit of a parry, and then you leave them a bit off guard and can attack back. But if you are about to attack and someone else also has the same direction, they'll also block it. So you're trying to hit from a direction they're not blocking while also kind of trying to block their attacks. And so it's got this weird kind of in-depth stuff. There's it seems also, oh, sorry. pretty complex. seems pretty complex. It is, and then there's this... like. To start with, it doesn't sound super appealing. I didn't think it sounded super appealing to start with, at least. 
Um, but then there's also this guard break system, which is just you press square and you kind of bash into people. Well, it'll break their guard regardless of what direction they were guarding in. Yeah. And uh, that lets you then follow up with attacks, or you can try and press it again. And if you manage to do it twice, you kind of just kick them back a bit to give yourself some space. Um, yeah, yeah. There's also a dodge, which lets you dodge out of the way of some attacks, but it's quite hard to do. Um, but then all of the classes have unique abilities. So some of them have, like, uh, each of the, the factions have two classes, or in the alpha at least. I don't know if there's going to be more in the full game. Um, but each of these classes has, like, their unique attacks, some of which are unblockable. So regardless of if you're blocking in the right direction, it's going to smash right through. So you need to dodge, or you need to maybe yeah. try and guard block to kind of, uh, sorry, uh, guard break to kind of interrupt that attack. Um, and also if you guard break and then kind of push the R button to get yourself some space, but you're next to a ledge, you can just boot people off the edge like fucking three hundred style, and they die instantly, which is really, really good. <laughs> Um, nice, yeah, nice. this combat system is stupidly complex and then it's made even more complex by these classes all playing completely differently so there was six in the alpha uh, two for each of the classes which are uh, two for each of the uh, factions which were the I don't know the actual names of the factions but there's like medieval knights which had the the warden which is just kind of a generic kind of soldier with you know kind of the kind of silvery armor that you'd expect and kind yeah. of a two-handed sword. Very um, Templar-esque from what the 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 art shows. Yeah, very much. Um, he's like probably the easiest class to play in the game, and actually the one I end up spending the most time with because I find him really fun. Um, he. Uh, he doesn't have a whole lot in the way of specials, but one of them is like he can do a kind of unblockable attack, which is quite good. Uh, the the second one of the medieval knights is the conqueror, which is actually the class I I played. Actually, you know what? I probably played him most, um, more than the the warden, because just because the conqueror has a flail, and he's actually one of the harder characters to play as. But he has a flail, which people don't know is like it's it's a mace, but it's on a chain, so you can swing it around. Um, you know, it's spiky balls on a chain, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so his light attack is just a really light attack, and his heavy attack doesn't do a lot of damage. But if you hold his heavy attack, he just starts fucking swinging those flails. Like he just starts swinging them round and round and like charging an attack. And then when it does hit, it does a shitload of damage. But the great yes. thing about it is, you can block while you're doing that charge. So. If you're like one on one against someone, you get this really kind of just great intimidation moment of if you're fighting against a conqueror and he's coming at you and he's just slowly swinging this ball and chain round and round, you know, walking up to you casually, you're like, oh man, if that hits, that's going to fuck me up. So I better hit. Because if he blocks this, I'm fucked. Because he's gonna hit you and mess you up. Exactly. Like you're like I have one chance at this. <laughs> Otherwise I'm fucked. Um, and it's this really good intimidation moment. But the other the kind of trade off is he's really slow. Um, and he's not great at you know other things like he can't really counter too well and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But I fucking enjoyed playing as him the most. He's so much fun because it's just so good just to be 
just feel like a badass just walking up swinging this ball and chain until someone decides oh man I'm going to actually I've had people like straight up just turn and run away it's great I mean um, I would probably turn and run away let's be honest oh yeah in real life yeah I'd fucking get out of there <laughs> um, then there's the Vikings which the there's there was a cutscene in this game which is the one that's the same as the trailer they showed a while ago um, which basically explains the setup of the story which is just these three factions throughout time ended up in this weird fucking alternate world where they're all fighting each other for some reason um, because Claudia Black told them to um, nice. I was actually <laughs> gonna I was I was actually gonna ask if there was any like backstory as to how Templars uh, Vikings, Vikings and, and Samurai, samurai <laughs> ended up in the no, same place Like there is a surprising amount from that trailer and there's a story mode in the full game supposedly so that would be interesting to see definitely um, something I'm interested in playing <laughs> oh yeah definitely like, I really enjoyed this way it's played um, but the Vikings there's two um, I don't remember the names of them I think one's a berserker and the main one I don't remember the name of but he has like a big kind of pole axe thing, just like a really long pole with an axe head at the top of it. Yep. So yep. he's got a shit ton of range. Um, and he's also like, uh, they have difficulty ratings of like how difficult, uh, how difficult the developers feel these uh, classes are to play. He was also one of the easiest. Him and the the base kind of Templar dude are, you know, rated as the easiest to play. Uh, because he just has so much range, does a decent amount of damage, and is relatively fast. So he's just a good kind of all-rounder. Um, the ambusher is fucking weird because the ambusher has two little hand axes and is really fast, but doesn't do a whole lot of damage. But yeah. also, yeah. when they block, they kind of instantly do a guard break. So okay. if you manage to block something properly, you leave someone open for attack, and you can get a couple of hits in. Um, it's a really smart thing, it's really cool um, I'm not very good at them though uh, I didn't play them too much um, and then two samurai characters I don't remember the name of either of them um, like one was a Roshi and one was samurai dude probably, that seems like a reasonable name samurai dude, yeah samurai that works dude. <laughs> but the base one is he was like one of the medium rated characters and uh he just has like a big katana. I think they both had big katanas actually. I didn't really play as them too much. Um, but they have the kind of, you know, the samurai sword you'd expect. And yeah, then the higher one, the the Roshi, which I believe is like the hardest, or what they thought or rated as the hardest character to play as, um, he can do counter attacks, which means like if you time your block perfectly, you kind of get like way stronger attacks. And it's really hard, but if someone's good at playing them, which people got pretty good at playing them just over the weekend in the beta or the alpha, or maybe it was developers that have been playing it fucking forever. Um, uh, I, I would say it was maybe them. Yeah, maybe them. Maybe, but they're like they're damn near impossible to like fight <laughs> if they're good at it because they just <laughs> they destroy you. Um, but yeah, those six classes all play completely differently. Like it's the same base attacks and controls and stuff, but. They have all these unique things that make them feel very different, which I wasn't really expecting when I went into it. I thought it was just going to be a kind of hack and slash beat them up with this weird directional blocking thing. Um, yeah. But yes. I ended up loving it. Um, it has this really in-depth uh, customization mode. So you can customize all of the classes and like as you finish... When you finish uh, matches, you uh, get loot drops 
which have okay. some stats attached to them, but I think only one of the modes actually cared about the stats. I think only the 4v4 mode did. Because there was also a 2v2 yeah. mode and a 1v1 mode. And neither of those right. had the AI characters. It was just straight up, just beat up this team of other people. The um, 1v1 mode definitely sounds interesting. It was the mode I played the most of during that alpha. Because um, it's got that almost kind of like fighting game mentality of you just... You know, it just becomes pure skill at that point. Like, it doesn't take yeah, into it's... account any of the stats and the armor or anything like that. Um, there's some special abilities that you can only use in the 4v4 thing, where, like, one of the characters gets, like, a flash grenade they can use that kind of just blinds everyone around them for a few seconds. Um, but none of that goes into the 1v1. 1v1 is just, like, who is better at beating the shit out of the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is also where the conqueror is like the most intimidating. Like <laughs> when it's one v one and you have nowhere to run to or no one to distract, you know the guy. When someone is walking towards you, fucking swinging a flail, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna die. I'm uh, this isn't gonna go well for me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can imagine that being yeah. especially daunting when it's like a one on one situation. Exactly. Um, and then the customization stuff's really good like you get to, it's surprisingly in depth you get like um, again I was playing as the Conqueror for the most part so I got to change his helmet, uh, his armour uh, his leg armour I think was a separate fix um, he also has a shield which is kind of weird he has like a shield and this little flail um, so you can change his shield you can change his flail um, I think you can only change his flail in one go but in for the uh, the warden, the one with the greatsword you can actually change out parts of his sword. So, like, you can put a different hilt on a different blade and stuff like that, which is really cool. Okay. Like, that it sounds... goes way more in-depth than I was expecting. Um, that does sound pretty in-depth, to be honest. It was really good. Um, the alpha also looked fantastic. Like, it is a really stunning-looking game. Um, especially considering how much is going on. Um, yeah. yeah. The levels all seemed really cool. They've got the kind of most the four player mode is kind of a uh area control kind of thing. Where there's like yeah. three points on the map and you're kind of fighting to try and control them. Um and the four v four mode is the one mode that kinda of had this weird thing to it where um this weird kind of teamwork thing to it where because the combat is so like heavily skill based and so heavily based on this blocking and parrying kind of stuff mm -hmm. if two yeah. people attack you at once you die Like you, there's nothing you can do you can't really fight two people at once because you can't block they just have to attack from two different directions and you're fucked that's it you can't physically block from two different directions at once so it's got this weird kind of team based thing of you never want to be caught alone because if you get caught alone and two people jump you there's not nothing you can do except run away yeah, um, very true. Which is kind of cool. I, I, I quite like that system. Um, it was quite a cool thing. But it also made me feel like I, in a lot of ways, enjoyed the the 1v1 mode the most because it was just straight up like, no one's going, I'm not going to lose this because I'm outnumbered. I'm going to lose this because you're better than me. Yeah, I'm going to lose this because I'm terrible, which would be my way of playing the game. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even the 2v2 mode was quite good, though, because... Um, I was playing with a friend and we <laughs> a lot of the matches we play it'd be, it goes 2v2 and basically straight away the game spawns two people at one side, two people at the other side so you're split off fighting against one person and the other team instantly 
So it's like you, yeah. one person on our team, you, your friend, and the other person team's like the other side of the map. So it is just kind of one v one. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of two one v ones. But kind of whoever wins that that match, like their fight first. If you win yeah. fast enough, you can fuck up the other person's one, because yeah, it goes from this one, these two one v one matches to a one v one match that someone is running towards from the other side of the map <laughs> <laughs> which is it's, yeah, um, yeah you, you basically you want to be the first person to win your 1v1 in the 2v2 modes definitely that that's going to sound a little bit confusing so yeah definitely or but, at very least you want to you want it to make it quick because if you take too long even if you're better than the person you're fighting against if you take too long and their partner is better than your partner then you're going to lose because you're going to get jumped by two people. So you need to take yeah. out the person you're fighting. If not faster than the other person, at least faster than the other person can reach you. But how good are you going to feel if your partner gets killed and then you take out both of the other people? How yeah. good are you going to feel? I've definitely seen that happen. Um, but this... I mean, it's very unlikely with my <laughs> level of play or your level oh, of yeah, play. Oh, no, yeah, I, I definitely didn't do it. Although like but, I I got pretty good with the conqueror like I I there was a I only played it for like two of the days that it was on I think it was on for four days, um, but I got pretty good at the conqueror like for that first day or so, and one of the two v two matches we were doing, um, I beat the guy I was fighting, and then my friend got killed because. The other guy was playing as one of the Vikings, and the Viking has this ability where he just charges at you, and yeah, it's unblockable. Yeah. If it connects, he basically picks you up and throws you, and he can throw you if you're on a bridge. He'll just throw you off a bridge and you're dead. Or what happened to my friend was he threw him into a fire. There's just like a fire in the environment, and he just picked him up, threw him into the fire, and he died. Um. I mean, yeah. So I came over and it was just like me versus him on this bridge and he tried to charge me and I just dodged out of the way. And he tried to charge me again. He tried to just dodge out of the way. And all the time my friend is like shouting through my headset just like, oh man, watch out, he's going through you in the fire. That's what he did to me. And I was like, nah man, nah, I got this. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nah, fuck that guy up. That was pretty good. Nice, um, nice. I also got... I'm not going to try to pretend I was like good at this game or anything. I got fucking destroyed way more times than I won. Um, but when you're doing well, it feels so good. Um, good, good. So yeah, I'm really sold on that. It comes out February, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I will probably pick it up, although on the other hand, um, uh, Persona 5 comes out in February. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So, for honor, Alpha. If anyone else played it, do let us know what you thought. We'd would love to know. Kieran definitely seemed to enjoy it. I wish the heck I'd got into it. <laughs> um, the They're definitely going to be doing more, I think. Yeah, I've I've now applied, so hopefully get into the beta. If anyone anyone else wants to do that, I think the website's just forhonor.com, and you need a for honor the is that game. You? Oh, what I say. Okay. Something like that. I'll double check. Anyway, just Google For Honor Bear. Yeah. Um, I think you need a Uplay account. ForHonorGame.com. Yes, yeah, it goes through Uplay. Yeah, so you need a Uplay account, but uh, yeah, anyone that was in the alpha, be it on a PS4 or whatever else it was on, uh, do let us know what you thought. Yeah, definitely. 
You been playing anything else this week, Kieran? Um, that was the main thing. I played a bit of um, uh, I played a bit of Deus Ex, the new one. Uh, Mankind I, Divided. Yes, is that yes? I was going to say Human Revolution, but it was Human one. Revolution was the last one. This is yeah. Mankind Divided. I still yet to get my hands on it, and I really want to. Um, I've not played much of it. I basically played the, tu- the tutorial. Um, it feels very much like that last game. Um, uh, apparently, it is. They've not changed but... a whole lot, but I liked that last game, so I'm not really. Yeah, it's about not that. a bad thing. Yeah, I just haven't. I haven't had time to sit and throw a bunch of hours into it at the moment. Um, and get invested in the story and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. but it seems it seems it seems it's like a good version of one of those games. It's from what I played, like I stealth around a lot. I snuck up behind dudes and punched them in the back of the head. As you do. Fair enough. Um all or if the, you're, you're oh, me, you know, just running gun blazing and die. Yeah, that's an option. You can do helplessly. That. Well you, you can you can do that, yeah. You don't can. recommend the dying but but um, but no, you, but I tend to do I tend to do, do a lot you, of that. You do what you want, Paul. That's fine. I, I do a lot of that, so you know. Um, Anyone that's I really do need to start a YouTube series just as Paul is terrible at games. Just to show so people how angry comments. Yeah, just like show how freaking bad I am at games and just hate chat in the comments. Like, why are you so bad? You suck, noob. Like, mm-hmm. I know. That's the whole point of the show, guys. Just endlessly like, yay, I'm terrible. Woo! Woo. I'm gonna fun. start that. It's gonna happen. That'd be fun. Um So other than that I feel like I probably played something else on PS4. Maybe picking at Dart Rally here and there, but nothing major. Um but then on my three DS. Yeah. Sorry, did you No no. On the 3DS, continue. On the 3DS, I've been playing Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask. I believe is the name of that one. Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, um, which is a Professor Layton game. Uh, like it's the most fucking Professor Layton ass Professor Layton game I've ever played. It's, it's puzzles. Their story. There's there's. There's not much kind of unique or new about it. I kind of just <laughs> wanted to play a puzzle game and remembered I had it and was like, I like those games. You know, they kind of is. They're one of those series that don't really change much up as they go across. They're just like, ah, we'll fucking release another one of those. Why not? What one we at now? Ten. That's fine. We don't need to change anything. And it's like, well, you're really good at doing what you do, so I guess you don't. You're right. But it would be nice. It would be nice, because I really liked that uh, crossover one with Phoenix Wright. Yeah, like, no, that... Yeah. I can't remember if I put it in my game of the year last year, but it was definitely you did. up there. Did I? No, you... you I'm pre- I don't know if it actually made your final list, but I know it was within your deliberation. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely like on the list for a while. Um, it was one of my favourite games. I. It's that weird thing where... Professor Layton is very story heavy and then has a bunch of puzzles kind of scattered throughout it. Yeah. And then yeah. Phoenix Wright is very story heavy and has these kind of investigation things that are kind of okay but they're just kind of photo hunting modes. And then the courtroom cases which are the best thing ever. They're like some of my yeah. favourite things in any game ever. Just that courtroom stuff is great. And that 
crossover blended them together so well that it kind of took the boring bits of both and replaced them with the fun bits from the opposite game. So instead of having, you know, kind of dull uh, evidence gathering stuff from Phoenix Wright, you had puzzle solving from Professor Layton. Instead of having the stupidly long sections of story where not much actually happens, which happens to Professor Layton, you had courtroom scenes from Phoenix Wright, and it just worked really well. Um, this one is reminding me why I like that a bit more than most of the base games for these things, because Professor Layton's story kind of does drag on a bit. I'm still, I'm not super far into it, but even very early on, there's a lot of just talking for the sake of talking, and then Layton will turn around and go, "That reminds me of a puzzle," and then they do a puzzle. <laughs> It's, it's, it's got this almost like kind of like blues clues fucking thing of that reminds me of this thing oh I found you know I moved this bookcase behind it what oh, I moved this bookcase out of the way what was behind it a puzzle and it's like that's not how the world works Leighton you don't find <laughs> puzzles behind things yes you do in Leighton's <laughs> world you do yeah it's true um, so far the puzzles themselves have been alright they've not been um not been as interesting as a lot of the previous games. Um, some of them, I don't remember which one it was. There was one that was really dull that I was really disappointed in because it felt like, why is this even in here? Um, but I think it's so dull that I've removed it from my own mind. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of puzzles in there that are just not. They're like really basic and not. Sometimes luck. Well, not luck based, but you kind of have to guess at them to some degree. There's not a lot of logic to them, which is disappointing. Um, but for the most part, really fun puzzle game. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, really, really liking it. Um, cool. Got me to charge my 3DS again, which is, you know, it's been a while. That'll only be happening for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm still interested in those, but man, I don't know. I'll I'll fling in some stuff about them later on, and related to not really Sun and Moon overall, but just something to do with the Pokemon Company in the news section. All right, cool. Let's uh, go because I haven't looked any news up yet. I've got <laughs> I've 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 got a little bit of news to talk about. Not all of the Pokemon related. And actually, now think about it. It's been a wee while since we actually recorded one of these because of uh, me starting a new job and having absolutely no fucking time. Um, And, you know, Mike's continued recovery and you've actually been free the whole time, which is a rarity. Yeah, Um, I'm I'm now pretty much (laughs) free every week, hopefully, so. Yeah. That's true. Um, but actually, two weeks ago, uh, I played Dungeons and Dragons. Hey. The F- Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition, I think it is. I think it's the newest one. Nice. Um, we were using like the starter set stuff. Uh, one of my friends was being the GM. I was a uh, a human warrior. I was kind of one of the more dull, kind of just generic things. I was like a human warrior. Um, so that sounds slightly like you're dull, generic. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, I figured I'd just <laughs> play to my strengths. Um, no, it's because um, the rest of my team, like the rest of the team, had picked like s- stuff. Like one was a cleric, 
And I didn't realize till after I picked, but the cleric actually is like super strong and can take a lot of hits. I kind of always think of clerics as being like healers, but they are basically also kind of bruisers. Um, and a rogue, I think. I think one was a rogue, one was a cleric. I was a human uh, warrior, and it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun to play. It was the first time I've ever played uh, any kind of role-playing thing that's involved dice rolling beyond, like, fiasco. Um, Question is, did you use your new dice? I did actually use my new dice. They worked really well. Okay. Um, I mean, okay. the dice they fucking worked well. Uh, Shout out to Easy Roller Dice. Yeah. I mean, they worked well. A couple of them, I noticed, had, like, kind of iffy, like, paint jobs on them. Like, some of the numbers looked a bit iffy. Um, yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, like they're they're very pretty dice, and that's kind of, I mean, what more do you want from dice, really? Um, I still want to play with the metal ones, even though they do feel a bit heavy. The metal ones, when when I went to make uh, makes and we recorded that video of them, we ri- realized they're not actually not very good as dice. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Because they don't roll. No, I can imagine them being quite like, slightly heavy. There. Yeah, that's the thing. You roll you roll them in your hand. But then the moment they get out of your hand, they're heavy, so they just slam onto the table and they'll slide. But they don't roll, they just land and slide. So they're not really actually that good as dice. Would they um, maybe benefit from a dice cup? Yeah, definitely. A dice cup or like a dice bag or something, or like what yeah. we were doing was just we were kind of rolling them back and forth on our hand before we dropped them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's still, it's just like, hmm, hmm. I want to roll Fair my enough. dice. I took a bunch of people that haven't seen it yet. We recorded uh, uh, a video at Mike's, and I, I recorded. I should have called it multiple fucking slow mo shots of dice rolling, which was a lot of fun. Really silly. Um, you did. I only the video one, was. I only it was, it was really nicely done. Thank you, thank you. I I put some effort into it. Um, I only put one of the slow mo videos into the the overall review but I I feel like I should have just fucking made the whole thing um, <laughs> but yeah it's we use those dice um, I like the the thing we mentioned is that the sets that they come with come with two extra d6s like by default uh, a Dungeon Dragons or a kind of role playing set in general I guess only has one d6 which you know just a regular yeah. dice little cube did um, yep yep but like very early on, like the the sword I was using in the game required two two d six of damage, so I needed to roll oh. two of those dice. So it was good that it came with those because otherwise I would just have to roll the same one twice. Yes. Um, yeah. We also because we had so many dice, like I didn't. Me and Mike split. Um, I can't remember how many sets of them. I think I took four sets of the dice. We had they sent us a shitload of them. Um, I took I took a few sets of them and we used all the spare ones to mark enemies on our map, so that we could just show like where they were and position to us, which was quite fun. Um, but it was good. Like it was a really basic little kind of first game thing where we were delivering a a we were like escorting a car going to a village. And got jumped by goblins, and then followed the goblins to a cave, and then fucking slaughtered them all, and then left. Um, although we didn't actually slaughter all of them, we slaughtered enough of them to get to like their prisoner, 
found their prisoner and were like, man, we all got fucked up in those fights and there's a lot of them in that next room. Let's go home. And we all just left. Which is quite good. Let, <laughs> let's go to the pub and wait for all this to blow over. Pretty much. In fact, there was one point where... Um, so the the starter pack kind of has these pre-made characters, which is why yeah. I was playing as a warrior at all. I would have been playing as like a bard or something fucking weird otherwise. Um, and they have like backstory and stuff on them that you can read that kind of helps you get into character a bit. And one of them, uh, the rogue that was playing with us, his backstory said that he had been part of this gang at one point, uh, but they had kind of betrayed him and left him for dead, and he wanted his revenge on them. But also, All right. the we kind of part of the story hinted at us needing to go talk to the leader of this gang about the stuff that had happened to us, and so he was like, "All right, great. The pub over there has some of those gang members in it. Let's just go over and ask them. I used to be one of them. It'll be fine." And I was like, "They left you for dead, mate. This is not. This is not going to work. Like, what are you <laughs> doing?" And my girlfriend was playing with us as well, and she was our healer. She was a cleric, and she was like, "I'm going to go upgrade my armor while you guys do that." I was like, no, you need to stay. And she just left. And I was like, we're going to die. What is this? Um, and so we got, went to the pub and got jumped by gangsters, which was fun. Nice. Um, and my girlfriend had to like run from the opposite side of the village we were in to try and get to us. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I quite like that role-playing stuff. I'll do Sounds more good. of it at some point. Sounds good. I definitely need to get into some of that when I've got some time. Yeah, we always meant to get into that... Uh, Dragon Age one. Never did. We did. We did. We never really got into it. There's some real good Star Wars ones as well, apparently. Hmm, intriguing. Yes. Um, anyway, is that you for the week? Yeah, no? that's me for the week. That's you. Um, I'm trying to think what I've played. I actually haven't played that much. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Bioshock Remastered on PS4. Oh, how is or, that? Are you playing the first one, or are you playing? Bio- I'm actually playing. Uh, I'm playing Infinite because I never played the first two, and I I don't really see the point of having Infinite remastered. But I mean, it's not remastered. Is the thing? N- no, Infinite no, it's, it's not. only one they didn't do anything to. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it still looks gorgeous, and it's still really fucking fun. Yeah. I'm still really yeah. enjoying Infinite. I put one in. I did. I put one in a little bit. I never played the first two, and I do intend to go back and play a little bit of both of them. They're really good. But I just, I, I really wanted to just to play Infinite because I really, really liked Infinite first time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I put one in and I played a good ten minutes of it, and the the upgrade on PS4 at least is quite nice. It it still looks its age, but they've graphically enhanced it enough that you know they've done work. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's pretty nice. It plays well. Um, having never played the originals, I can't comment if they've changed any of the control schemes or anything like that. Uh, I'll leave that up to people who have played the originals, like yeah. yourself, Mike, and anyone else that's listening that's uh, that's played the the originals. I'd I'd like to know opinions I, on people. Yeah, I'd be interested to know because I still like Mike disagrees with me, and a couple of people disagree with me on Facebook, but I think they just haven't they hadn't played it in a while. Um, the shooting in Bioshock 1 at the time people kind of overlooked it but I fucking hated it like it was a really bad shooter um, but that I wasn't never the got point that of it far, so. it, wasn't, it wasn't the point of it you know 
Yeah. The point of it yeah. was you had these cool plasmids. The point of it was you had this really great story, this really unique world. And so you play through it despite the fact that the combat was kind of shit. But I wonder if they did anything to fix that. Because all of the sequels had... I really liked the combat in Infinite. Um, which I know a lot from, of the, from the little bit of combat I played in one, it plays like Infinite. That's good. See, I, I'm interested in that. Because the... Like, Bioshock 2 had multiplayer, which yes. lots of people criticised, and I never played it because I, why the fuck would you ever play Bioshock multiplayer? That sounds terrible. Um, but I think it was a good choice for them because it forced them to make the gameplay better. Because if you had released a multiplayer shooter that played like the first Bioshock, you would have been fucking laughed out of town. Like it's. It wouldn't have been a very good multiplayer shooter. No one would have played. I don't think anyone played Bioshock 2's multiplayer either, mind you. But that was mainly because it was like this weird sort of sequel to a class, you know, hit game. Um. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I really thought it played though, so. It's good to see. Uh play. yeah, so I've been playing, been playing, some Infinite, roaming around Colombia, uh. Really, still enjoy that game. Very good. The other thing I've played a heck of a lot of this week, and this is very, very unlike me. Uh, actually, not like me at all. And you, I don't know if you'll be shocked. I've already kind of told you anyway. But uh, I've been playing a lot of the FIFA 17 demo. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who's been a fan of the podcast, well, maybe, but been a fan of the podcast since I was used to be around. Uh, well, no, I'm not a fan of FIFA games. I slate FIFA games left, right, and centre. Same nonsense year in, year out. Thank God they make a bunch of money so we can plow it into other games that are actually interesting. I hate to say it, but I'm really enjoying FIFA 17. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it. I might not purchase it, but I'll definitely get a copy via rental or something or borrowing it from someone so I can yeah. play the, uh, the journey, the story mode. Yeah, the story seems interesting. Um, there's the first game of the story mode there, that's all you get. But it being on it being on the engine that it's on, um, and them having the story mode in there definitely changes it. I don't know if it's maybe because I've got into football more or because the game's been upgraded, having not played any of them since like FIFA ninety eight. That's yeah. how long ago. I feel like uh, they're kinda consistently you know, uh, being from what from what I've heard, they're consistently improving, uh, improving, and then we know last year that Pez was far better, uh, Pro Evo was far better than FIFA, so they've had to come back this year and do something. Uh, I've not played the Pro Evo demo. I might download it tr- just to compare the two of them before next week. Mm-hmm. But FIFA, the uh, for anyone who's maybe not played FIFA in a while and has a slight interest in it. It's definitely worth at least downloading the demo and seeing what you think. Mm-hmm. The journey is going to be really fun, I think. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, as I said, I probably wouldn't purchase it just for the journey. Yeah, no, I, um, that seems like a... It seems like a silly idea to do that. Yeah. But it's definitely going to be fun, and I've, I've had fun. I think there's like eight teams in the demo. I have fun just matching team up against team um i've been playing a lot of the seattle sounders which is an mls team um now i I don't really watch british football but i do watch 
Uh, I do watch the MLS, which is the American Major League Soccer League. Mm -hmm. And the Seattle Sounders are a team from that. So I've been playing with them, which is quite hard when you're up against teams like Man United and Man City and Barcelona. And all the players on your team are not highly as highly ranked as the ones on the other team. <laughs> and that yeah, does make a difference. Yeah. You wouldn't think it would, but it does. It's weird. It's almost like, you know... <laughs> it's almost like the teams that are, you know, out in the US that don't really compete against the big boys aren't quite as good as the big boys. <laughs> Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that? Uh, so yeah, I've been playing that, and then the game that has had most of my time this week because I've had a pretty busy week actually with just different things like settling into. Um, I've I've went back to uni from work, so settling in, getting myself settled down for the coursework and stuff like that. Playing a lot of Animation Throwdown, the quest for cards on iOS. I know it's on Android as well. Okay. Um, so this is a it's a card battling game. It's a collectible card game. You you buy packs, you build your deck, but it's themed around all of Foxy's owned IPs. So you've got Bob's Burgers. You've got King of the Hill, you've got Futurama, you've got American Dad, and you've got Family Guy. That's weird. It's really good. It's a really weird mix of things. I like some of those. Yeah, well, Man, I'm King playing of with... King Hill's uh, in there as well. Jesus Christ. King, yeah, go look up. King of the Hill's in there as well. Uh, animation Throwdown, the quest for cards. I really like Bob's Burgers. This kind of... Bob's Burgers and Futurama not... are the two I really like in that, so... See, I've not watched Bob's Burgers ever, but I keep getting told to by oh, uh, you should. It's so good. by by the girlfriends. Uh, so I, I'm going to do that at some point because this is actually giving me a bit of interest in it. I'm playing a deck, and I'm, I'm so at the start you get to either choose a Bob's Burgers character or Roger from American Dad <laughs> as your starting character, and that chooses who your starting deck is going to be. So your starting deck is either going to be a Bob's Burgers themed deck or it's going to be an American Dad themed deck. My deck, uh, I chose Roger, so my deck's the American Dad themed deck, but then I unlocked Stewie from Family Guy as a playable character. So I'm now playing him, but I've not unlocked any character tokens to upgrade him, so I've still only got 21 life when I go into matches against other people who have upgraded their player, like their character, yeah. and... They've got like thirty-one health, so it's it can be quite hard at times. Uh, there's a story mode of which you go through different themed islands, each one themed on like a different episode of one of the shows, and you face three characters from that show. As obscure as those characters are, there's like Bertram is the first character you play against. Oh, so right. that's uh, Stewie's arch enemy from Family Guy. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and that, so you face Bertram, but you face Space Bertram. You face Pilot Bertram, and then you face Normal Bertram at the end, and you face Pilot Stewie. But it's it like the progression keeps going and going and going. So you can you face someone and you get one one little bronze block, and you can face them three times, and then that will uh, give you three bronze blocks and then the next time you face that one character 
they go through a silver block and do three times, gold block three times, and then that's it. You've done that character as many times as you can. But you can also, you don't have to play them again. You can just keep progressing through each character in each island in the story modes. The reason you want to go back and face them again and gold each character is, depending on how many times you've beat them and depending on how many like blocks you are through beating them for however many times you need to. So it's, I think it's nine for each of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends on the drops you get the next level up. So if you want to get you want to get rares dropping and other stuff like higher percentages of coin drops etc you need to beat these guys nine times for unlock rare cards but you also can build coins and then buy packs so one a card pack with two cards in it is a thousand gold coins that sounds crazy but it's not because if you go and play arena there is an arena mode is it like uh, the arena mode in Hearthstone? Kind of. Like you just keep going and see how far you can get. So I'm level seven in arena. Like every time you play arena, you level up. Oh. Uh, so I'm level seven in arena, and for being level seven in arena, I've unlocked a bunch more playable characters. I know when I get to level eight in arena, I unlock Bender as a playable character, and I unlock cards associated with Bender. Yeah. Uh. So there's loads of different ways to unlock different things, and it, it teaches the, you them all, but it's kind of, at the same time, slightly hard to get a grasp of Yeah. until you've done it all. So if you're only going through playing story mode, you'll never unlock the full potential. You need to be going between arena and story mode. Yeah. So you can... Gotta so the only... Yeah, basically, you've got to do your dailies. The only downside is, if you're playing story mode, you can play, I'd say... If a character's bronze, it costs one, like one compass, I think it is, to play them. Okay. Uh, if they're silver, it costs two compasses to play them, and if they're gold, it costs three compasses to play them. You only get ten compasses, right. and then you've either got to pay with gems to yeah. get more compasses, which, which I that's... Bet you could pay real money to get some gems. You could, you could. There's the freemium aspect. I haven't done that yet, and I probably won't, because you don't have to if you've got a bit of patience. So once you've done all your story modes and you've ran out the ran out of the compasses, you then can flick over to arena, and you get I think it's eleven arena games, eleven or twelve arena games before that runs out, and you need to get either wait. I think it's wait an hour, and it goes back up by four or five. Or so it's weird, it goes back up different amounts, but you either wait an hour and Arena goes back up, and every 10 minutes you get another compass in story mode. So by the time you've done like a run-through of Arena, mm-hmm. you're going to have enough back in story mode to go and play that for another 10 minutes, and you can get a good, I'd say a good 45 minutes out of the game without like running out of playtime. And then after... Ah, but, and then after that, you can... Well, you can either pay or you can wait. Uh, but also, there's a crafting system. So, there's a combo system, but it's not what you think. So, if you take, uh, let's say, for instance, Steve from American Dad, 
and you put Steve with the crack card, which is a picture of the crack pipe from that episode where Stan from American Dad gets in a crack. Okay. Uh, that sounds like to... an American Dad episode. I trust you. Yeah, yeah. No, if you if you're an American Dad fan, you'll know the one I'm on about. It's a, a very funny episode. He thinks it's cold medicine. Um. So you put. Steve with crack and he becomes crack addict Steve and then he gets a bunch more different buffs and he also levels up and gets more attack power and more defense power but from doing that and from unlocking packs you also get um, I can't remember what it's called but it's an, another form of currency but you can then go into deck building and you can up you can level up your cards so if you level up a card it costs you this currency and your Steve will become level 2 Steve, and he'll have maybe one more attack or one more defense. And then if you level 2 Steves up to their max level, which is level 3, you can fuse them, and it becomes a level 1 Steve again, but it becomes like a silver level 1 Steve. Yeah, sounds about and you right. Can keep, and you can keep doing that and level those up. And you can you can pay all kinds of real money for this. Yeah, as you say, this sounds like a free-to-play-ass, free-to-play mobile game. This sounds like... The combination of all of everyone's favourite mechanics in those games. Yes, exactly. But it, at no point do you, or at no point, at least for me yet, have I felt like I need to pay real money. Yeah, that's good. I, that's for me. Those free-to-play games succeed the most when you only need to pay money if you want to. Or yeah. like if you want to skip genuine actual like gameplay, or if you're an impatient sod. Yeah, like if you're someone uh, that's sitting around all day playing, you know, the free to play games on your phone constantly, then maybe you know it's okay if you have to pay money for something. Maybe that's what you, maybe that's money. what you want to spend your money on. Maybe that's what you exactly. want to spend your money. Whereas when games let you just pick up and be like, oh, I have a half hour commute in the morning you, know, you could easily get through a half hour 45 minute commute on this game and then let it recharge till lunchtime at work play it at lunchtime let it recharge the home time play it on your commute home and never ever ever have to put a single penny into it yeah. which um, brings a more important thing of I'm switching from a iPhone to an Android phone some point next month yes and so I'm going to have the big issue of will my Kingdom Hearts Unchained save carryover? Ah, very true. Very I'm true. going to guess no. <laughs> probably. Uh, probably not. But no, yeah, anyway, if anyone's looking to pick up game. a... <laughs> if anyone's looking to pick up a fun freemium, don't have to put as much money, or don't have to put any money into it at all, game that is related to... Uh, Family Guy, American Dad, Futurama, Bob's Burgers, and King of the Hill. Oh, that's another thing. If there's a, a certain one you don't watch, you can literally discard all those cards and get some more of that currency for leveling cards up. That's pretty cool. Uh, so I've been discarding all the King of the Hill cards. Cause... Oh, King of the Hill's so good. Yeah, if you're a reject from the 90s. King of the Hill's so good. Yeah, with the times, son. Uh, yeah, so I was never in a King of the Hill back when it was a big thing anyway. So I've been, been discarding all those. But yeah, uh, animation throw down the quest for cards has consumed a 
a good hour before bed for me every night this week. <laughs> and a, a little bit of my lunch times as well. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, definitely, if you're into any of those shows and you're into collectible card games, download it, give it a go. It is produced by Fox. They are part of it because uh, it's their shows. But at the same time, it's also produced by Congate. Don't know uh, They produce a bunch of mobile games. They're one of the really big mobile developers. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing this week. I've uh, shot horror, I've been playing FIFA. Uh, I've been playing a collectible card game, which is not like me at all. Yeah, sure. You've never been yeah. into collectible card games before. No, no. It's, it's not my weak spot at all. And uh, I played a little bit of a, a game that I played a good couple of years ago <laughs> that's been remastered, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, that's it for... That's it for everything I've played this week. Um, I'm looking to possibly pick up Madden this week because I'm deep in love with the NFL again because it's NFL season. So I might pick up Madden just for the fact that franchise mode's there and it's the closest I'm going to get to American football manager of the game. (laughs) Which... I would buy way more than I'm ever likely to buy Football Manager, but apparently that type of game doesn't sell well in the States, which is why they do not produce one. That's Just a little bit of a uh, little bit of info that I went because I actually went looking if there's ever been one, and they did produce one with the license, and it didn't sell well. So they just took the team that did that and made, put them onto making franchise mode within Madden. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, More importantly, that new NHL game's out, though. You're going to play real sport. Ice soccer. Uh, yeah. Don't... I'm actually uh, actually apparently supposed to be going to a hockey game at some point. And hockey's real cool. So um, I think uh, there's a review of Madden Up on the website. Ben's just recently done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a review of... I don't know if he's doing NHL. There's definitely a review of FIFA 17 coming. There's one on Pro Evo coming. And there's one on Pro Evo coming. It is the uh, it's the glitch. It's sports season, boys. Sports season, boys and girls. Well, sports season's always the intro into the game season. Yeah, we get sports season and then we get AAA blockbuster game season. Yeah, October is fucked. There's just so much stuff coming. I know, I have no idea how I'm going to attempt to play it all, but uh... we'll try anyway. And with that, do you want to roll around into the uh, the news? Um, uh, sure, you said you had the Pokemon thing to mention. so I do, out. I do. So uh, the CEO of the Pokemon company has come out this week, and it's not technically... It is tied to Pokemon, it is not. But the CEO of the Pokemon company has been quoted as saying this week, direct quote from him, is the, uh, the NX, so the new Nintendo console that's coming, is trying to change the concept of what it means to be a home console device or a handheld device, and we will be making Pokemon games for the NX. Well, of course they are. <laughs> Stop uh, making Pokemon games. No, but that's that's the thing. Like we didn't. It kind of confirms that the NX is going to be this home console device that you can also take on the go. Yeah, this kind of hybrid thing, which yeah, is kind of all being all but being confirmed already, but this is definitely oh, a lot more. That's basically a Nintendo employee pretty much saying, yeah. hey, 
it is this thing. Is he so, Pokemon Company or is he Game Freaks? I assume he's Pokemon he's, Company. He's Pokemon Company. Yeah. So he's still not actually Nintendo, but he's pretty close to Yeah, he's as close as you're going to get with an actual Nintendo employee coming out and saying yeah, it. Because Nintendo own like, a big chunk of the Pokemon Company. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's been said this week. I'm super... I've never been interested in a Nintendo console. The Wii U didn't interest me. The Wii was pretty cool, but wasn't my kind of thing. I'm interested in the NX if it is this kind of weird hybrid thing and we do get Pokemon games to it because it might be the closest we get to Pokemon on a home console yeah well it will be Pokemon on a home console it it, yeah it will be but it's Pokemon on a home console that is also a portable game yeah so I'm super excited for the NX because just for the base idea of like it's something I feel Nintendo should have done a long time ago where the bit where Nintendo consoles have always fallen apart, like always since the Super Nintendo was like Super Nintendo was the last one not to do this, is they're really bad at getting third party support. Yeah, yeah. So they'll make their games, and Nintendo games are fantastic. Like they're like even bad Nintendo games are usually really good, with the exception of Mario Party, which is just still bad. Jesus Christ, stop buying Mario Party, guys! <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Um. <laughs> That's, that's what they do. <laughs> Alienate the listeners. There you go. Man, Mario Party is such a bad game series. Um, <laughs> but, like, Nintendo makes really great games. They get a handful of really good third-party stuff. Sometimes they, you know, fund it or they, you know, pay a bunch of money to get it, like Monster Hunter or um, Bayonetta 2 and stuff like that. Sometimes it just happens because people see a gap in the market and they're like, there's not many games coming out for this Wii U system. I'll release... I couldn't actually think of another third-party game on the Wii U because there's not a lot of them. Um, but there must be one. Yeah, there's a lot of digital yeah. ones. That racing game yes. we liked. Um, the one that was basically Wipeout. Yes. Um, yeah. That is a good game. Very good is game. A, is a good game. Um, but the part where it falls apart is usually there's these big droughts between games. Like The last time I bought... Well, I, it's fair, I bought Wind Waker HD recently, but that can been out for ages. The last game I bought for the Wii U as it came out was Twilight Princess HD, and that came out in, like, April? Yeah, like yeah. Nintendo seem to have this thing where they release a big Nintendo game, a big Nintendo game, a big Nintendo game, but there's, like, months in between, and there's nothing to fill those months it's because... if you only own a Nintendo console. Exactly, and it's, the, it's a very easy reason. It's because other people aren't really making many games for their system, and yeah, and Nintendo I, is big, but they're also making games for two platforms. So they have like three games coming out for the Wii U at the end of this year. They also have like four 3DS games coming out. But yeah. on their own, that's not actually quite a lot for a year where you've released like four Wii U games overall, and you know, like maybe double that on the 3DS. There's still not a, you know a massive quantity of games on a platform. 3DS at least has a bunch of third-party stuff on there. Yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. the NX seems like the re- the really smart solution to that problem, where everything should be on one thing. You See, have... and here's where I'll completely mm-hmm. disagree with you. As much as I think the NX is a cool idea, and I want it to succeed because of... I, I just want to see it succeed. I also think Nintendo's solution is to pull their heads out of their asses and make a console that will compete graphically with the PS4 and Xbox One, and then they would get the third-party support. 
I don't think that works though. Um, especially now, where where things with the PS4 Pro and things like the Scorpio are coming out, and so we don't know if we're going to have a proper next generation jump at any point. That's that's very very true, and so, like, Nintendo you... have always done their own thing, but I but... I think that they chucked themselves in this problem with the Wii U. If they'd have made a console that would have competed with what was out at the time the Wii U was released, then they wouldn't be in the situation where they now have to be seen as this doing different thing, innovative company. If they'd have made a console that competed with the the big, powerful consoles, which is, at the end of the day, what a majority of gamers want Maybe not your hardcore Nintendo fans, but a majority of gamers want that graphical fidelity and they want that console machine. Then they wouldn't be in the problem they are post Wii U. I don't know, because you have to remember, the GameCube was arguably the most powerful console of that generation. And also the GameCube was going for about 50 quid a couple of years after it launched because it sold so poorly. Very true. Nintendo haven't really ever had that big market share, but I, well, as I said, I, yeah, well, not since in the console not, space, not except the Wii, not yeah, since the except, yeah. Super Nintendo. Nintendo did well as well, but the PlayStation One killed it. The Wii worked because it was this different thing and it appealed to this different demographic. Yeah. But then Nintendo wanted to try and hone back in on that gamer graph, uh, gamer demographic, and they're only really doing stuff for the Nintendo fan which is yeah. fine, fair enough if you want to pander to your fans, pander to your fans but at the same time, you've got to do stuff that makes logical business sense and in my opinion, they haven't with think... the Wii's concerns and I hope the NX works I yeah. hope the NX works out for them I really, really yeah. do as much as I slate Nintendo and say they've made bad choices here and there and they should have done this and they should have done that that's just you know my opinion at the end of the day and i hope the nx does well and I, I i hope it is the next step for them and it's like hey here we release this uh we release this handheld that's also an in-home console mm-hmm. i think the way it makes sense to me out. the way it makes sense to me is that part of the reason that the wii u didn't sell well like other than the fact it was on the power stuff like that was i don't think it matters if your console is underpowered if it has a game library that people want to play which true. Peop- true. Nintendo games have historically sold really well. Even the ones on the Wii U sell really well. But people aren't buying the Wii U for them because there's nothing else to back it up. Like, you don't no. buy a console for Super Smash Brothers when there's one other Mario you get, what game you want to play and Splatoon and no third-party stuff and so nothing else. But yeah. combining like those two systems to the point where Nintendo is no longer making, you know, half a dozen games for the 3DS, half a dozen games for the Wii U every year. They're making a dozen games for one platform every year. It means they are basically making, or theoretically, we would have to see how it works out. It could end up a complete fucking disaster and nothing changes. But theoretically, it means they have all of their developers working on one system and they're releasing roughly the same amount of games every year, but for one system. Which means they are basically have the capability, because you have to remember Nintendo's massive 
Like, we forget it because, again, they're split amongst these multiple systems. But yes. yeah. Nintendo yeah. is massive, and they do churn out a lot of really high-quality games every year. And if they were doing that on just one platform, that could be enough to support that platform itself. Like, they it, could probably fucking yeah. turn around and say, we don't want any of you fuckers on our system. This is the Nintendo platform. This is where you come for the Nintendo and that would be absolute stupidity. But oh yeah, definitely. That'd enough. be that'd be fucking mental. But I think they're they would have to expand a bit more. But they they're getting to the point where they release enough games and they have enough developers, they could probably support a system themselves. I don't think you'd do that because that's mental. Um, but like they could, and it also means that there's they can guarantee if they do it properly, they can guarantee there's not going to be that drought of games that even the PS4 has and the Xbox One has. Because PS4 yes. and Xbox One yeah. both have you know, a few months a year where there's nothing coming out. September, there was fuck all that came out, except no, for sports right. games. Last yeah. month, nothing came out. Next yeah, month, everything true. comes out. But if Nintendo is releasing the number of games they would release on the 3DS and a Wii U every year on one system, and then also... Ubisoft releasing a few things here and there. Capcom's releasing a few things here and there. You know, Monster Hunter still exclusive to it. Pokemon still exclusive to it. That kind of stuff. Then you end up with this platform that could actually end up with one of the strongest libraries, and most of it oh, no. will be exclusive. Definitely, definitely agree with you. It's if it is the single portable home console with a so single library and they're only developing games for one thing mm -hmm. then it's definitely going to be a super strong library on it and their sales are going to be to the people that they want to sell games to and the people that want to buy their games yeah um, and I'm not disagreeing with that I'm just and I'm not I wasn't commenting on on the the NX or anything I was just commenting on where I think they went wrong with past mistakes. And oh yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I don't think anyone would disagree that the Wii U was kind of a mistake. Like, yeah, I, there are games on the Wii U I love. Like Splatoon is one of my favorite games. Splatoon um, is freaking awesome, and I'm not even a fan of the Wii U at all. But I exactly. really like Splatoon. Mario Maker was on my game of the year list last year because Mario Maker is fantastic, and like there's stuff like that that's great. But there's then. It's not even that there, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's bad. It's just there's not stuff. There's like nothing. Yeah. Like I have like six, seven th Wii U games. Yep. Like that's yeah. mental. Like I'd have way more PS4 games. I have way more Wii games. You know, like it's there's tons of stuff out there for everything else. The Wii U is kind of being dead, which is a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, to get away from my. Nintendo bashing, as always. Fuck Nintendo. I love Nintendo. I know you love Nintendo. I'm the, the fuck Nintendo person. But, which is Pokemon. weird, because I love Pokemon. <laughs> Makes like, no sense. Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the only Pokemon... So the only Nintendo IP I actually like is the one you dislike. I... I theoretically like Pokemon. Yeah. I just think anyway, the last few games would be kind of bad. Let's, let's move on. And, uh... Get away from Pokemon, only not completely. There was a story this week where a Pokemon Go player was mugged while live streaming in New York Central Park. I saw that. That's kind of uh, yeah. His 
does this pull up dangers about playing Pokemon Go yourself? No. Don't Pokemon Go alone, maybe? No, it's you're, there's always a risk of getting mugged in a city. That happens everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Regardless exactly. of whether you're playing Pokemon Go or not. One of my friends got mugged on a bus in Glasgow at one point. Like, that's not, you know... Yeah, there, no, was it's... A, there was a crowd of people around him sitting that just sat and watched as this guy like threatened him and took his phone. Like this, this it's not a, you know, if he'd been playing Pokemon Go, that wouldn't have made things better or worse, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah, you know, true. I, I don't think it really... It was a, yeah. an interesting story. It was interesting it because was... he live-streamed the whole thing, because he was live-streaming on Twitch as he got mugged. Yeah, and the guy literally ran away with his phone while the stream was still running. Which was kind of great. It's like, surely yeah. you'd like... Well, I guess you're just trying to make distance before you even look at the phone, probably. Yeah, um, apparently he got so far stopped and switched the phone off. Yeah, I guess so. Well, that's um, one of the first things they have so... to do is they switch the phone off. Because it's weird, because you don't actually hear about people stealing phones very much anymore because it's there's no money in it anymore. Because all phones have that remote switch that breaks them just entirely. So, like, it's the reason why you don't see a lot of people selling dodgy second-hand iPhones anymore is because the moment someone's iPhone gets stolen, they tell Apple, Apple say, next time this iPhone connects to any form of internet, brick it. Yep, pretty much. So, so it's weird. Anyway, have you got any news or will I continue on with my list that I've got here? Um, but, but I've not got a whole lot of stuff actually. Uh... My other big one is that was it today or was it yesterday? Anyway, it happened. It was today. Uh, earlier on today, Blizzard announced that they will be doing away with Battle.net. Yeah, I saw this. No more Battle.net. No, it's but uh, so but, yeah, it, apparently Battle.net launched along with the uh, first Diablo. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. It's it's gone. I don't know if they've actually announced what they are going to be using now. Nothing. Just go blank. Apparently the exact launcher. Apparently the exact quote is: "Given that built-in multiplayer support is well understood concept and more of a normal expectation these days, there isn't much of a need to maintain a separate identity for what is essentially our networking technology." Oh, so they actually are not naming the... Eth- oh, that's a shame. They're literally not even going to have a launcher. You're just going to have the game. Well, they, they have a launcher, but I guess they'll probably just call it the Blizzard launcher from now on or something. Yeah, so, yeah. Battle.net, as in the whole connecting with your friends and chatting to them through that and stuff, is gone. Yeah. Which is sad, because I really enjoyed Battle.net for talking to you guys while playing Hearthstone. and. I mean, that stuff will still be there. It'll all still be there. It's, they're not. They're not shutting it off. They're just getting rid of the name of it, which is bizarre. Yeah, they're, they're getting rid of the name and they're getting rid of like the launcher for it. It seems like a weird thing to do. Like I wonder. Hmm. It definitely does seem like a weird thing to do in a world where we have UPlay and whatever EA's launcher is trying to rival Origin. with Origin, trying to like take some of the like market share from steam yeah. but battle.net was never that like battle.net was never it didn't have a marketplace attached to it for anything other than blizzard games yeah which 
Like they didn't Blizzard didn't really care that like nine million people are going to buy Overwatch regardless of whether it's on our fucking launcher or not. Yeah, yeah, no. But anyway, it's just really it's a that's a weird one to me. It's a weird one. But if they see logical sense for it then so be it. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's pretty much all I have, news wise. Um what have I got? Uh South Park got delayed. Oh, uh, did fractured it? Fractured bubble. Uh, it was originally supposed to be coming out in December. It's now coming out in early 2017. Which is a shame. Because I wanted to play that. Um, did, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The last one was good. Yeah, I didn't play it. Uh, well, I played bits of it. I haven't played the full thing. I need to... I actually keep meaning to pre-order um, the second one. Because you get the first one with it. Which is cool. Uh, Pokemon Go got updated to add that buddy feature thing they've been talking about for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I've uh, I've played around with that. Eh. It basically just lets you level Pokemon without feeding other Pokemon to them, right? Very much, yeah. Which is fair yeah. enough. This is kind of what I need. Like, I've never encountered a Pikachu in the wild, but I started with a Pikachu. And... So my starter Pokemon's been just sitting there in a corner, fucking rotting away at like level six or whatever it starts at. That's uh, all right. My Charmander that I started with did the same thing. Exactly. Why would you start with Charmander when you can start with Pikachu? Because you always pick the fire starter, regardless. Because you're a twisted fire starter. Um, water's the easiest one. Um, I always pick fire. I, I actually usually do as well, so they're usually better, but usually the water one's the easier one. Like, Squirtle was the easiest way to finish any of those games. The first three. Or first two, I guess, because Yellow, you had to play as Pikachu, which is a hard mode. Um, Sonic Mania, which we've talked about a while ago, um, which is the new 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game from Sonic creators, uh, Sonic Team, and Sega, and also... Uh, Christian Whitehead, I think his name is, uh, who was a guy who yeah. did uh, a bunch of he did like fantastic ports of or like emulations and remakes of two uh, D Sonic games like Sonic One, Two, and uh, I think the main one he's really known for is Sonic CD, where he ported them to phones and then later to PC and stuff like that with a bunch of graphical options and they're basically the best ways to play those games. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was announced a while ago it's coming out, but they just announced a collector's edition for it. Um which comes with a physical copy of the game for PS4, Xbox One, PC. It comes with a cool Sonic statue where he's standing on a Mega Drive. Um or a Genesis if you're an American listener. Um Yay. Look at that, multicultural. Oh great. The PU being all multicultural and stuff. Oh man, the Americans. They're people too, almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it comes in a deluxe collector's box, according to the picture. Um, deluxe collector's box? I know, it's weird. It's just a big box, as it turns out. It kind of vaguely looks like a Mega Drive box, but it's way too big for one, because it has to fit this fucking 12-inch statue in it. Um, a metallic collector's card with download key. So I guess it's like a metal card that has your fucking PSN code on the back of it. Um, yep, yep. And then a Sega cartridge with a golden ring inside it, which is kind of cool. That really is kind of cool. I'm I'm looking at the picture you just sent me. It's kind of cool. Um, kind of cool. Yeah, 
they did a really good um it's not linked in the article i sent you but they did a really good trailer for this where it's like the most fucking 80s or early 90s like advert thing ever um it's really good i recommend searching that for now um other than that that's kind of all I've got this probably soon cool. shall we uh, move on and do what's new releases yeah sure have you got that open or do you want me to open it no no I've got it open so starting week the uh, 20, 25th of September rolling through to Friday the 2nd which is next week the week you'll be hearing this podcast there is no Friday, Coming out, Friday the 30th. That, that, yeah, there is. Friday the 30th. <laughs> Friday will Saturday be the Friday. Different month entirely. Oh, oh, I never said Friday. I just said going from <laughs> September 25th to October 2nd. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Friday. Second. No, no. There was no Fridays. I'm just going for the week to the week. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go. Yeah, yeah. So coming out, we have... River City Tokyo Rumble on the 3DS and the 3DS SE the fuck is that I have no idea but it looks really really Japanese and very like anime box art we also have Sonic Boom Fire and Ice coming out on the 3DS yeah that's Uh, a sequel to a really bad game (laughs) We have Darkest Dungeon coming on the PS4. These are all September 27th, by the way. Which is Tuesday of the week this podcast yeah. comes out. That may be the American uh, releases, because we usually get them on Friday. Yeah, we'll probably be getting these on the Friday. Uh, Forza Horizon 3 comes out. Mm-hmm. There, There's the one we actually care about. Yeah, that one is actually 27th here as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is Tuesday here, twenty seventh. Also weird, we, like, like FIFA apparently comes out on Thursday. No, FIFA's out tomorrow. Okay, weird. This list I'm looking at is September 29th for it, which is bizarre date. Yeah. Anyway, FIFA comes out uh, Friday the twenty third, I think, of September. So it'll be out by the time this podcast. Uh, also coming out, we have Earthlock Festival of Magic on Steam. That's the thing. That's the thing. We have Rogue Wizards also on Steam. No idea what that is. Yeah. We have we have Gun Gal or Gal Gun. Yeah. Yeah, Gal Gun. Gal Gun double piece coming out on PC. Yeah, let's be out for consoles for a bit. Um, that's a game you probably don't want to play. Yeah, probably not. Kirby <laughs> anime on real sure. Nice, nice. Sounds right up your alley. Uh, we also have two new Yokai Watch games coming out. Yokai yeah. Watch 2 Bony Spirits and or Bonnie Spirits and Yokai Watch 2 Fleshy Souls on new here. 3DS. They've been out in Japan for years. Yeah, new here. Been out in Japan for years it says and Steam World Heist is coming to Wii U I really like Steam World Heist that's all I've got to add to that 
And then the last thing coming out is Azure Striker Gunvolt 2 on the 3DS. I didn't realize that was coming out this soon. I need to pick that up. I like that first one. Um, That's the kind of Mega Man one from the guys that made Mega Man Zero. Alright, okay. Cool. Cool. Cool, Um. Yeah. Anything, anything else you've spotted that I've not? Uh, I'm pretty sure the console versions of XCOM 2 come out next week as well. Ah! It's coming out September 30th. Um, cool, cool. Um, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, Firewatch also comes out on Xbox One. Uh, if that just got delayed, but I think it only got delayed by like a day or two, so I should probably stop. Yeah. Um, let's see if there's anything else that's not... Nah. Destiny Rise of Iron, um, I think is kind of already out in places and not in other places yeah 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 i, I know there's some people been playing that that we know so yeah definitely. i don't know the big stuff starts next week yes the big stuff definitely comes next week yeah so many we play there's like a thousand vr things coming out uh are you buying a vr headset paul uh no because i'd need to buy a playstation the only one i'm really interested in without having to buy a new pc is the playstation vr and to do that i need to buy a playstation neo and i point blank refuse to give them another 250 quid when my playstation right here plays the same damn games you don't need to buy a playstation Neo. do you not no vr runs on the regular one all right cool then i might actually pick up a psvr <laughs> If I had to buy a Neo, then I just mean you've already been through that uh, conversation yeah. off air, and I just I refuse because frames per second and graphic fidelity do not bother me that much, higher and they never have. I like when things look nicer. Higher resolution, spoken like a true PC master race. Noob. I like when things look nicer, but I will also probably end up building I... a new PC some point soon. I just genuinely like a good story in a game. If that's if the if the, the story's good, then it can look like shit and well, run if like the crap. Story is, well, if the story is that the graphics are good. Eh, the if graphics. this if the story's bad and the graphics are good, I'm actually not that interested. You no, could have the, I, I agree. Like, you could have the freaking prettiest game on the planet and the story's crap, then I'm not interested. You could have the most ugly. Let me tell you about a game called The Order 1886. <laughs> I actually quite like the story in The Order, but it was fucking unfinished. It yeah, like, it was. It was like um, a half-finished mess. But it's also there's... probably still to this day one of the maybe the prettiest game I've ever played. Yeah, there isn't meant to be another... There's meant to be a sequel to that coming at some point. <laughs> there was meant to be and then it sold really poorly and reviewed really poorly. Very true, so we very shall true. see. I would like them to see. I think they could do good things. Yeah, I like the story. So, um, then there's the thing. The story doesn't even have to be that good. I just have to like it. Yeah, it has to be promising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's everything that's coming out, and pretty much all I've got to talk about. Yeah, same. I think it maybe us. I'm gonna play some guitar so we get out here. I'm not going to play guitar. Oh, thank, thank God for that, people. Your ears don't have to be subjected to that. Oh, that would have been a. That's really that would have mean. been a. It's not wrong. That would have been a, but It's really mean. <laughs> <laughs> people need to remember that I'm an asshole. 
Yeah, you've been gone for too long. No one knows that. Exactly. I've no one remembers that I'm an asshole. <laughs> so it's got to be it's got to be put out there. Got to be mean to you, mean to everyone. Yeah. With that said, if everyone thinks I'm mean, then please do get in contact and talk to us. You can do so on the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming. That's facebook.com forward slash glitchfreegaming. We gave away a bunch of t-shirts on there this week? Yes, yes. this yeah. week. Uh, those last will be getting posted out to... Yeah, last week by the time this podcast comes out. Uh, those will be getting posted out and probably be with the winners by the time this podcast is being listened to. I'm wearing one, like, obviously not the one you're giving away. <laughs> not not the one, one of those t-shirts. One of those t-shirts in the the cover picture for our page, I just noticed. Yes, I think. Yes, you Do you have that? Is that one of the ones with the Wild Star no, one? No, no, that. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Wild Star. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so we gave a, we're giving away a PlayStation 1, a Wild Star t-shirt, a Uncharted t-shirt. Two PlayStation ones, because there's the God of War one and the World Doesn't Play one. Yeah, there's the God of War one as well. Which and was from a Vita event? That was the Vita launch was, thing, wasn't it? It was from the Vita launch event, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, And also giving away a Guild Wars 2. Yeah. One. That Guild Wars t-shirt is actually the only one of those I don't have. Because I was with you when you got all of those t-shirts. <laughs> Except for the You were. One. You were. And I always did intend to give them away and it's only taken me a while to yeah. get around to it. That uh, Uncharted one that uh, if you see on their page, people who are listening. You um, wear it has, I don't anymore because I've gotten fat and it doesn't fit me anymore. But <laughs> I, I did for a while. It's the one that has the kind of the print of uh, Drake's scarf on it because it's from Uncharted Three. But yep. this, but when Paul and I went to a PlayStation Access event, PlayStation something. Uh, yep. Whatever the name of the PlayStation, PlayStation Access event. Um, all of the PR guys are wearing those t-shirts. And the whole time I was yeah. like, man, can I buy one of those t-shirts somewhere? They're really fucking cool t-shirts. I really want one of those. And I never asked because I'm an awkward anti-social person and don't like talking to people. So I just stayed quiet and then they gave us a goodie bag thing when we were on our way out and we looked in it and they, we got one of those t-shirts each for free and I was like, oh man, that's the best. Anyway, that's the story behind that t-shirt. Paul gave his yeah. away. I gave mine away. Um, or is going to post it soon. Yes. I'm going to post it out tomorrow so they should be with everyone by the time the podcast is yeah. That Evil Within t-shirt is also really cool. It is, but you said you wouldn't wear it in public. Yeah, I wear that one to bed, um, which creeps my girlfriend out. Because it's, for people who haven't seen it, it's uh, <laughs> it's the, the Evil Within like title font art on, uh, I think they use it as like, the special edition box art, where it's like, just a brain that's wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah. I, yeah. I just like, it's something I don't feel comfortable wearing outside. It's like, you know, it's a really grotesque thing. Like, it's, you know, meh. I really like the t-shirt, though. It's really cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, where else can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at Glitch Free Game. And they can also email uh, podcast at glitchfreegaming.com. That's about right. Yeah, that's, that's where you can get in contact with us. Or you can, you know, 
find us in real life, tap us on the shoulder and punch us in the face for having to listen to our nonsense. Please don't do that. Uh, you can also <laughs> review us on iTunes and I don't know, whatever fucking podcast app you're using probably has a review button somewhere. Just review, recommend us. Tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. Overcast, I think, does it through Twitter somehow. I don't understand technology. Just do it. Just come on. <laughs> be, be, be a pal. Be a good guy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so get in contact. Tell us if you agree, disagree with anything we've said. Uh, definitely tell us if you played the, the For Honor Alpha. We'd love to know your thoughts on oh, yeah, that. 100%. Um, if anyone picks up... Uh, animation throwdown a quest for cards i'd love to know your opinions on that because i'm fairly addicted does it have some kind of like clan system or something or party system? it does it does so what i will do is i will go on there and i will create a glitch free gaming clan the more members you have in a clan or no sorry guild it's the guild system same thing yeah same thing but the more members you have the more bonuses you get so i think once you've got i think it's 20 members you get like plus 10 percent gold drops for everyone in the guild so everyone go down yes yeah i will i'm currently not in a guild i've just looked at the system uh but i will go and create a glitch free gaming i would say i would make one for uh, for the, the i was gonna say uncharted but for a uh, kind of hearts unchained but i probably won't so there you go and with that it's uh goodbye See ya.